Japan has had in its long history, as I said, the uh, the emperor has remained one dynasty, the Yamato dynasty, 125 of them. Okay. Um, the uh, uh, and with one brief period in history where there was a northern court and a southern court, that they they you know it's kind of like you know in the 15th century when we had three popes. Um, you know, it was a question of who was the pope and who was the anti-pope, you know. Um, uh, and, and so, but, they, you know, there was a question of who was the emperor and who wasn't. But, but you know, they, but they, 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 they sorted that out. Um, uh, but real political power would be in the hands of particularly powerful families in different periods in history. And often the, the, the capital of the country Kyoto, where the emperor's court was, may or may not be the administrative capital of the entire country. It depends on where the shogun, who is a military dictator. Again, there's so many striking things that remind us of the Romans and the Greeks, right? We've talked about how their religion reminded. It's like, you know what the, the Roman word imperator, emperor, means? It simply means a general. And so each legion would have its imperator, and well, it got to be where you had the imperator, who, who the, the emperor, who uh, had the backing of the most of the legions, and he was the one who, who uh, ran the country. Well, in the same way in Japan, through different periods in history, there were these shogun, these generals, and they would found dynasties that would run for a certain period of time, 100 years or so, and then they'd be overthrown. And so the one Yamato dynasty is unbroken because these other dynasties are suffering the fate that usually accompanies dynasties, you know, who are the Plantagenets, who are the, uh, you know, the other, the, the look at the English houses, you know, the Plantagenets, the Yorks, the Tudors, they're not around anymore, right? Uh, and, and similarly in Japan, Japanese history, you'd have a hundred years or more of one Bakufu and then it would fall and then another one would come along. Well, Leading up to the point when the Christian missionaries are going to come to Japan and make contact, Japan has entered into a period of civil war. This is the background. Okay? In this period of civil war, the Ashikaga Shogunate has fallen. And Japan enters a period that historians call the Sengoku period, which means the period of civil unrest. Although it's kind of a pun, because if you wrote it with different characters and pronounced it slightly differently, you'd get Sengoku period, which means a thousand kingdoms, and that's what you had. You had all these daimyo, or feudal lords, of varying uh, sizes and influences of their, of their, of their domains. Uh, jockeying to see who was going to come out on top and found the next shogun dynasty. And if I wasn't going to be the shogun, I wanted to be on the side of the guy who was going to be the shogun, right? And so there was this jockeying going on. Man named Oda Nobunaga, uh, at this point, he comes pretty close to unifying the country, but he doesn't quite pull it off before he dies. His lieutenant, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, was a commoner. I mean, if, he, if Japan were not pretty much a backwater place in world history at this point, this man would be known by everybody because he was one of the brilliant administrators and military geniuses 
of human history. He, with coming, you know, bootstrapping himself up from being nobody, but by his sheer talent, becomes Oda Nobunaga's uh, right-hand man and successor, and nearly pulls it off. But, you know, there's a little bit of prejudice against him because of his, of his low upbringing. His lieutenant is a man named Togawa Ieyasu, and Tokugawa Ieyasu did have the noble connections, and Tokugawa Ieyasu actually managed to found the last shogunal dynasty uh, in, a, in a single battle, the Battle of Sekigahara in 1600. Tokugawa Ieyasu gathered together his six principal rivals in a big six-way battle. I mean, six armies against each other, fighting it out in, in Sekigahara, just outside of, of Kyoto, and he beat them all. Unified the country and founded the Tokugawa Bakufu, uh, uh, moved his capital, the administrative capital, the, the, the imperial court remained in Kyoto, but he moved his capital to a town called Edo, which is now called Tokyo, okay? And the, uh, the Tokugawa Bafuhu uh, lasted for several generations until the 1860s, or 1850s, late 1850s. So, you know, 250 years, uh, his family ruled the country. All right, so this is the context. You got a midst of civil war, all these daimyo, all these feudal lords kind of jockeying for control and if not themselves being, you know, well, able to, to duke it out with these guys, uh, uh, certainly wanting to be allied to these guys. Incidentally, Buddhists. So there, you know, a lot of the shogunal dynasties were Buddhist. You go to Kamakura, which was one the home of one of the bakufus uh, back in the Middle Ages in Japan. All Buddhists. The whole—it's like a Buddhist theme park. I mean, it's a—it's a beautiful city, about 45 minutes south of Tokyo. Uh, we, you know that famous—the famous outdoor Buddha that is on all the all the. You know, I wish I had a picture of it. Uh, the Kamakura Daibutsu. Uh, That—that's uh, um, that's in that city. But again, this uneasy or rather easy uh, syncretism between uh, uh, these two mutually incompatible religions that everybody's both. Um, uh, uh, within even a thoroughly Buddhist city like Kamakura, there's always in the center of it a massive Shinto temple dedicated to Hachiman-sama, the, the god of war. Uh, you know, and, and, and anyway, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And you get the same thing when you go into a very Shinto city and then you'll have this big Buddhist temple. So anyway, along comes the Christian missionaries. And we get St. Francis Xavier. St. Francis Xavier arrives in Japan in 1549, so we're right in the midst of the Sengoku period. It's, you know, there are 50 years yet to go before Tokugawa smashes all of his rivals and, and unifies the, the country. And uh, the faith starts spreading. He found some initial difficulties uh, because, well, first of all, the language, um, but, uh, and then also the concepts. Uh, he kind of latched, he made a few false starts, he kind of latched on to the idea of uh, one, one particular sect of Buddhism had something that, 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 that looked kind of like a Christian sort of notion of a high god kind of thing. 
Uh, and so and the, the great son Buddha, you know, Dainichi, and so he was preaching Dainichi and then came to realize, wait a minute, no, that, that, that isn't going to work. So he finally just copped out and said, I'm going to call my god Deusu. <laughs> <laughs> and then explain the Christian faith from there. So, but anyway, the, the, the missionary activity, you know, in the next uh, 30 years, the faith is spreading. Uh, we have, you know, uh, 130,000 uh, converts, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, it, 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 but they were really focused in one particular area. Uh, I don't have a map of Japan up here, but if you can, if you can think about what Japan looks like. Four main islands. There's Honshu is the big one, and then there's a little one called Shikoku, and there's a southern island called Kyushu, and then there's a northern island called Hokkaido. Hokkaido was not really part of Japan at this point. It was it was kind of the Wild West, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ainu country, the Ainu or the Aborigines of Japan. Um, so uh, anyway, so he they they they've landing in, in Kyushu where Nagasaki is, and the faith is spreading from there. Not a lot of Christians, but a lot of influential Christians, okay? And because it's a feudal society and you are connected with your Lord, if your Lord becomes a Christian, so do you, right? I mean, some historians will say that there were, you know, forced conversions. Well, maybe, but there probably were in England and Germany, too, you know, when when St. Boniface and, you know, and, 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 and uh, St. Augustine of Canter Canterbury arrived. But, uh, so, you know, whole clans were becoming Christian. And, it's, and some estimates are in certain areas of Kyushu, as much as 30% were Christian. So you're nearing a tipping point when things could have flipped pretty hard. Um, most Japanese, as I, as I say, Japanese Christians lived in, in Kyushu, but the faith was spreading throughout the country. And we'll talk about some of them, uh, some of the, the martyrs uh, as, we, as we talk. Some of the figures will be uh, in other parts of the country. Um, but there, I mean, even on the eve of the Battle of Sekigahara, there were, there were a number of daimyo who were baptized just before the battle. You know, I mean, it, it, was, it, it, was, uh, it was spreading. This alarmed, at first, Oda Nobunaga was, you know, okay, this Christian's kind of weird, but you know what, if I want this lord to be in my posse, so uh, I'm going to tolerate. And so uh, Nobunaga was uh, Nobunaga was not terribly keen on persecution and live and let live and all that as long as you're with me. And Toyotomi Hideyoshi carried forward that same kind of approach, but he got a little alarmed because he was realizing, wait a minute, these guys owe allegiance to a foreign prince called the Pope. And that, that concerned him because he wanted them to have allegiance to him. And, uh, and uh, he uh, issued an edict ejecting uh, the Christians from the country under his control. He wasn't really able to enforce it very, very thoroughly. Uh, that happened under uh, Tokunaga Iyasu uh, and, and his, his successor, uh, his son and successor, where they really, because what really happened was once the Tokunaga Bakufu you know, the shogunate was established and they started squishing all rebellion. Well, that tends to get people upset. There was a big rebellion, the, the Shimabara Rebellion in, in, uh, in the uh, 1630s around Nagasaki, which again was the very Christian area to the extent there was a Christian area of Japan. Uh, this rebellion, the Tokugawa put down very fiercely. 
uh, and uh, uh, after he executed uh, Amakusa Shiro, you know, the prohibition on Christianity became universal. And that's really when it was death to be a Christian in Japan. Um, so there's, you know, why did they tolerate the Christians at the beginning? Because you just kind of live and let live. There are, you know, dozens of sects of Buddhism. What's another one, you know? But, uh, um, and, and besides, the Christians had guns and gunpowder. And we want those if we're trying to become, you know, shogun, right? And so uh, there, there was this general alarm. Because Japan is a very homogenous country. Homogenous ethnically. I mean, the, the Ainu were not actually part of Japan at that point. They were kind of an Abor Aboriginal people in the far north. Uh, the Ryukyu Islands, Okinawa in the far south, um, they were a different country at that point. They hadn't quite been annexed, although they were, had a, the Satsuma clan in Kyushu uh, kind of ran them. Um, so you basically had the Japanese unified in language, unified in culture, unified with the emperor, unified with Shinto and Buddhism both. You know, so uh, a very homogenous culture, and anything that's going to upset the apple cart is a problem. Okay. And then was winter. <laughs> well, what happens when persecution comes? You got four options, seems to me. And those four options are apostasy, outwardly conform, hiding your Christianity, exile, or martyrdom. I've been R in martyrdom, so martyrdom. Um, <laughs>